Greetings, my fellow free love sovereign thinkers. Thank you for tuning in to L3 Podcast. My name is Craig, transmitting from the beautiful realm of the planet Earth. Today's date is Tuesday, January 25th, 2022. This is episode 1486, entitled Ashley Babbitt, Punch Rider, and Kazakhstan's Failed Color Revolution. Before I proceed, you can listen to me on Speaker, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Deezer, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, J.O. Sovereign, Anchor, Breaker, Podbean, Reason, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Hit that like button and share it everywhere. Plus, I'm on multiple social media sites. Just type it in. Look at luck number three or three eyes, which is Roman number three. In addition, you can find me on Telegram. Just look for Loki Luck. Roman number three podcast. If you want to donate, you can... Go to paypal.me or cash.app. But better yet, you better just type in Loki Luck Roman Number 3 Podcast, okay? And you can find me on Telegram. <laughs> little tongue tie there. Good grief. I'm just like, you know, practicing this. You know, get a little consistent, which is good. Not, to, not out of failure, but out of good humor. So, um, yeah, so I'm just on a couple of things. I'm just like browsing through and doing taking care of some little business. And I find some two interesting articles I want to talk about. Came with back to back on my email, which is great. So, without further ado, let's just check this one out. Came from the Epoch Times, of considered exclusive. Ashley Babbitt punched Ryder seconds before she was shot. New video shows. This is what um, Joseph M. Hanneman has to say. Ashley Babbitt was so upset about the escalating attack on the Speaker's lobby at the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021, she grabbed one of the primary rioters and punched him in the face. Seconds before she climbed through the broken window and was fairly shot by police, a new video reveals. Ashley's husband, Aaron Babbitt of San Diego, said the video provides crucial new details of what happened to his wife leading up to her killing. As we say, it says here, as we have to say, as we keep seeing these videos and it's all coming into play and it's literally laying out everything I said from day one, that she's a good person and that she loved this country and she was law law enforcement, pro-law enforcement, wasn't breaking anything, didn't hurt anybody. We're seeing it now, Babbitt told the Epoch Times. We're going to get into the bottom of it. We're going to get it out there. The video is yet another blow to the immediate narrative that Babbitt was an angry insurrectionist rioter determined to prevent the certification of electoral college votes by the U.S. Congress on January 6, 2021. For several minutes before she was shot, Babbitt implored the rioters to stop vandalizing the Capitol. She shouted at police guard guarding the double doors to call for backup, according to analysis of footage shot by three cameramen. A previously unaired section of video shot by Sam Montoya for InfoWars showed rioter Zachary J. Allen repeatedly smashing the glass in one of the doors and the window to the right side of the doors. He used a black riot helmet as a cudgel, 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 cudgel. As Allen pounded on the glass in the, in, the, in the right door, Babbitt shouted, stop it. The entire pane of glass then fell forward into the speaker's lobby. Allen then turned attention to the side window and provided until it, too, fell into the lobby the video shows. I've seen the video a couple times. Check it out and make your own judgment. Babbitt then stepped toward the corner, grabbed Allen's backpack, and delivered a left hook to the nose, knocking his glasses off the video shows. As Allen fumbled to put his glasses back on, Babbitt climbed into the window where she was shot by U.S. Capitol Police Lieutenant Michael Byrd. She fell backward to the floor, mortally wounded. Allen turned, um, 
turned around, saw Babbitt prone on the floor, flinched, and ran off camera. The 40 caliber bullet fired from Bird's Glock 22 struck Babbitt in the left shoulder and ricocheted to her right shoulder, causing massive internal damage. Babbitt's uh, punch not only stopped Allen from continuing his assault, it likely saved his life. Witnesses said they believe he was preparing to climb through the window when Babbitt cut in front of him. Full picture coming together. This was a missing piece of the puzzle that just put it all together. Aaron Babbitt said of the video, it shows what we've been saying all along based on my interpretation of what's going on in that room. I could see the distress on her face. I could call her, call, I could, could see her yell, her yell at the cops. Another video shot by journalist Taylor, Taylor Hansen, Joe Babbitt berating the three police officers guarding the door for allowing the vandalism to continue. Call F and help, or expletive help, she said. We're allowed to be here. When the police did not react, Babbitt shouted, You're a fraud. You are expletive fraud. You're wrong. Shortly after Babbitt shouted at the police, she's heard yelling, Stop. She heard, she's heard yelling, Stop. As Montoya's video cut to show a SWAT team ascending the stairs, Babbitt is heard repeating no as Alan continues to pound the glass. As the crowd chants break it down, she yells, Stop that. Audio from Montoya's camera shot from farther back in the hallway than other videos show that Babbitt was not the person who screamed, take it down, as it previously reported. A woman's voice is, is heard shouting, break it down. The crowd started, break it down. The chant a few seconds before, the woman was standing along the south wall, opposite of where Babbitt stood. Babbitt stood along the north wall, even after the police officers moved aside from the door, she repeatedly shouted at the riders as they stepped up their assault on the doors the video shows to me if i was in that situation i was looking back and i was like there's a lot of people here this is a um volatile situation this is a powder keg aaron babbitt said i've been yelling at the police to do something they just moved away and are let these idiots do this that's when she punches him out of him out of frustration and anger of fear as I see her fight or flight, she did a little bit both. That's Ashley. She's going to, going to stand up for herself. Babbitt said the new video reinforces his belief that his wife saw the open window as her only escape from the mayhem. A SWAT team was at the top of the stairs behind her, and the rest of the hallway was packed with demonstrators. I think she just realized she was in a bad spot. Something wasn't right. It didn't smell right, Babbitt said. She had her wits about her. The frustration came out. When she punched him in the face because he deserved it, he deserved it from a man, not the little woman there in that small hallway. She deserved it from a cop, but none of, of that was happening, Babbitt said. For a former law enforcement person to be seeing this happening is like a mass confusion. What is going on right now? Ashley Babbitt served as a military police officer in the U.S. Air Force and the National Guard for 14 years, enlisting at age 17. She served in the District of Columbia National Guard, which is tasked with defending the nation's capital. Aaron Babbitt and his wife was claustrophobic. Looking at the new footage, it's clear that she's entered that area at first, was now clogged with a large amount of people. She did not like the large crowd, like large crowds, he, she, he said. We've left, we, we left events in the past due to large packed crowds. Montoya said he never saw the punch before. In all times, he reviewed 
his uh, January 6th video footage. It's crazy. He told him Epoch Times, Epoch Times, I just never saw her throw that punch. That's somehow powerful. Your article changes the narrative for me in a very massive way. The fact that I saw Ashley actually punching Zach, for me, that changes the way I was seeing her interaction quite a bit, Montoya said. With the balance of what's going on, it's obvious that she isn't there to be an agitator. She's even more evident now that she is trying to stop these people from being agitators. Hansen said, Matoya's video is more proof Babbitt died trying to do good. The latest analysis of the footage proving she was actively trying to stop Zachary Allen comes with a great feeling of weight lifted from my shoulders, Hansen told the Epoch Times. She was not a terrorist. She was a vehement supporter of law enforcement who took major issue with those who didn't do their jobs on January 6th. The family should be heavily compensated by the mainstream media and the government for the propaganda they pushed surrounding Ashley. Not his, not his first hit. Babbitt's punch was not the first hit to face Alan experience at the Capitol on January 6th. Earlier in the, in the Rotunda, an older man slapped Alam on the right side of the head after Alam began loudly shouting, hey, hey, hey. The incident was captured on video, shot by John Sullivan, known online as Jaden X. Sullivan, also recorded the Babbitt shooting later in the day. On the video, Alam walks into the crowd from the, po from the police line in the rotunda. Police officers push him away from their line, and he launches into... The same shout, same cheer, hey, that he utters in the speaker's lobby hallway. The early man reaches out, slaps Alam on the right side of his face and head. He is restrained by police as he wags his finger at the younger man. Shut up, the older man says. Alam replies, who are you? He's an idiot. Someone in the crowd shouts Alam. You're a moron, and another intones. Alam was arrested on January 30, 2021. The U.S. Department of Justice issued a superseding indictment in November charging him with 11 counts, including assaulting, resisting, or impeding police, using a dangerous weapon, civil disorder, and destruction of private property. Alam is due in court in February for a status conference. His attorney did not return the message from the Epoch Times. Shooting calls caused his bedlam. After the shot that killed uh, Babbitt rang out. The hallway turned chaotic. The video shows several men try to render aid to Babbitt while the crowd scream at police. The police shouted for the protesters to get back. If they have room to give medical aid, get back. We can't save her when officers shout it. Get the expedient back. You expedient shot her. A protester shouted. We did not shoot. Another officer called out. Montoya described the events while filming. Ladies and gentlemen, a lady was just shot. She might be dying right now. We can't get enough people to move for the police to get her out of the building, Montoya said. She's bleeding out on the floor. We saw the footage. She's bleeding out on the floor. She might be dead. I'm hearing reports that she's dead. Sullivan paused his filming and described what he saw for Montoya's video. I saw the light go out in her eyes, he said. She climbed to the window and she got shot right here in the neck pointing. I got it all and I saw it. Expleted all of it. There's a video footage for that as well. Well, here's the thing, folks. More information is being exposed. The official narrative is crumbling. You gotta try to use her as a as a as a scapegoat 
or an instigator, which has been around, been based on the video footage, has been null and void. They got nothing to say. And don't get me wrong, I, I told people in the past, I wasn't really crazy about what happened, because they didn't expect infiltrators and provocateurs, which I believe, based on this article, Alam is one of them, okay? Well, we're going to have higher guns for us to stir up the pot. This is how it is. And you can thank citizen journalists. These people rule, okay? Because I was watching some of the videos during that event after I heard of watching C-SPAN and they were telling me um, and, I, and, and, and I see everyone's like clearing out and I see them moving the, 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 the aisles, like the owens itself, just moving them out, the easels, just moving them out of the way. And the fact was, the police, you know, the people were a lot, a lot of finger pointing and yelling. However, it was an insurrection once again. And Bird was on his hands, the DC police and the Biden administration. As far as I'm concerned, was on their hands. And anyone else that stirred the pot up, including the people in Congress, all those witch hunters that hate Trump with a passion, welcome to blowback. The ramifications of cause and effect. But one thing about it, my friends, the truth is coming out, and those bastards up there can't do a damn thing about it. They think they don't try to use damage control. Obsolete. Thanks to technology. So, make sure her name not don't die in vain. And I say to the Babbitt family, get everything that you can from these parasites. Even if they go to prison for it through judicial process, that would be a plus. All right, gonna do one more here, and this one came from. Jose Alberto Nino Substack.com, whereas Kazakhstan's failed color revolution exposes the American deep state's limits. At the start of 2022, Kazakhstan spiraled into mayhem as the streets were swamped by protests that later devolved into an insurrection, an actual insurrection with violence, not selfie sticks. The Kazakh city of Amate. The country's largest city and econ economy hub was particularly rocked by the violent protests. Although Kazakh government recent lifting of price control fuel, the initial protests what came after the unpopular price hike on fuel took a very violent turn. While some people, such as Stephen Sihani, a reporter of the Duran, good, 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 good site, I should check him out more often, Argue was really a tribal power struggle between Nurulistan Nazar Babiev, Kazakhstan's former president who stopped down in 2019, and Kazakhstan Jomark Takayev, who was engaged in his own consolidation of power by purging Nazar being loyalists. Like all conflicts, there are more complexions than what simply appears on the surface of this issue. Despite being out power, Nazarbayev still holds significant influence within Kazakhstan and still holds the honor, honorary title of leader of the nation. In many respects, he was a shadow leader that exert, exerted immense power behind the scenes, undermining the current government's validity 
and managing to execute his own agenda from being in the shadows while waiting for his next move. Sione added that there was likely a potential foreign intervention of the Muslim Brotherhood, which potentially implicates the nation of Turkey, more specifically the ruling AKP party that's traditionally linked to the radical Islamist organization. It is worth noting that noting for those not familiar with the Muslim Brotherhood, with he the Muslim Brotherhood, that it was that is a recognized terrorist organization in countries such as Russia, but ironically, according to the State Department of the United States, is not classified as a terrorist organization. Could we say a synthetic entity? Yes, probably globalist approved, right? Russia was specifically called on to help Kazakhstan put down the unrest on January 6, 2022. Back, back to the issue at hand, currently rumors point to Sabat Abish, the nephew of Nazarbayev, being a key player in organizing the coup. Tokoyev removed Abish from his post as deputy head of security and then proceeded to fire the other Nazarbayev loyalist. In addition, Tokoyev also called for help, for help from the Collective Security Treaty Organization, or SCTO, who deployed peacekeeping forces to restore order in Kazakhstan. Order was swiftly restored with Chinese Premier Jing, Xi Jinping praising Russia and Kazakhstan's action. While decrying the attempts by foreign actors referring to the United States to destabilize its legitimate government. This represented a major victory for multipolarity in Kazakhstan. It is also a salient geopolitical movement that signifies that Eurasia, especially Central Asia, is now the domain of the Dragon Bear, Russia-China's strategic axis. This movement also shows that the U.S. can no longer use color revolutions and other underhanded tactics to topple governments outside of its own sphere of influence. After a century of attempting to switch out governments on a whim in order to appease corporate interests, lower trade barriers for globalists, and plant our military bases wherever we please, hopefully this will have shown a line has been has to be drawn somewhere for our sake and the world's in order to maintain this tepid peace we have. Well, well, well. Can we say <laughs> Another another uh, episode lost from the grand chessboard. Zygmunt Brzezinski's legacy and vision may stumble once again. Oh man, same thing was going on in Ukraine. Very similar, folks. I encourage you to read that book, The Grand Chessboard. I did a show on that pertaining to Ukraine, and definitely look at the definitely look at the um get. Definitely look at the site. I have a link for that. It's called blowback. CIA blew back in their faces once again. Chalmers, Chalmers uh, Johnson. Another book should read. Blowback. Very good. One thing I tell people for sure: stop using our American brothers and sisters that are in the military as pawns of their disgusting game. The foreign entanglement is treacherous and backfired on us again and again and again. American foreign policy is apparent and needs to be terminated.
and revive and to be emulated, have us emulate with liberty, then the force on tyranny. This has to be terminated by all means. Let the people in Kazakhstan decide their own fate. Of course, they're going to have factions, they're going to have differences. Let them handle it on their own, just like in Ukraine. That's one thing I don't like at all. Empires suck, period. We all know the globalists are coddling the Chinese as well. It's too obvious, folks. If you study the history of what the banks would do on these revolutions, you understand where I'm coming from. Well, that will be it. I thank everyone for listening. Plus, feel free to download and share us throughout your social media networks. If you have any questions, comments, and things that's interesting to check out, whatever you do, please hit the correspondence in the forum. Furthermore, I'll leave the footnotes of these articles on my uh, page. If you want to contact me, you can go to luckyluck03 at protemmail.com. If you want to donate, you can hit me at paypal.me or cash.at forward slash luckyluck3. And if you want to support Jose Nino, and the Epoch Times, subscribe, donate, that would be fantastic. Those are the articles I enjoy reading and share it with you guys and give them my viewpoint. Observe responsibly as always. Once again, thank you for your time. Let's always remember that the monarchy resistance helps to be sold and can liberate humanity. Until next time, take care of yourselves. Keep on spreading the love. And may your guardian spirits be with you.